It's about time you listen to the Shenmue AM2 podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. And we are here for episode 84 of this podcast, which Whoa. is a lot. Uh, but we are here to talk about episode 12 of Shenmue the Animation Guidepost. Also a lot. Not as much as us, but I mean. Like, we're like six times better than they are? I think so, yeah. If my, That's what I take away from this. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> shit compared to us. <laughs> No, we love it. <laughs> come at us, Shenmue Animation, bro. <laughs> yeah, come at us. Yo, bro. Um, this, I, I set you up for something here. This episode is called Guidepost. What? I don't get your reference. This episode is called Guidepost. Uh-huh. And there's something you usually say about the names of these. I do? Yeah. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Matt, can you feel your left arm? You always ask. <laughs> he felt, he oh, oh felt yeah. It with the other arm. Oh, yeah. I ask what the significance is. Yeah. Right. What's the significance, significance of guidepost? Hmm. I'm thinking poor translation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it meant something else in, in Japanese and. Uh, Quite possibly. I saw no guideposts. No one acted as a guidepost. <laughs> I didn't even see any signage. <laughs> well, there's, I'm sure there's signage everywhere, but <laughs> just in the background, graffiti. Speaking of graffiti, mm-hmm. News is announcing two new super games. Super games. <laughs> they are apparently working on Crazy Taxi and Jack Grind Radio reboots. As Fortnite-esque live service games. Massively multiplayer, I'm going to assume arena-based competition battle royale possibly games which i don't know i think crazy taxi we were talking about earlier i think crazy taxi would be an awesome battle royale game Uh competing for the fairs yeah Um, being eliminated one by one until there's only a couple taxi drivers left i don't know if i don't know if the map would have to shrink as well but yeah it's almost like tetris 99 just see who can play crazy taxi the longest (laughs) yeah it's it's a, it would essentially be like playing an arcade mm. because the arcade version of it is you're trying to go as long as you can, mm. but it's not necessarily just the clock you're working against. You could be working against other people. Like you said, the map shortening. In in the arcade version, you could play it multiplayer, could you? You can't play it. Uh, no, you can't play it multiplayer, but you're oh. competing against the clock, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to run out of time. Yeah, I'm guessing in this, it, yeah, like... I'm wondering if they would make it so you could, like, you know, screw each other over by, like, crashing into each other and stuff, messing each other up. Yeah, like, you could put their taxi out of commission for, like, five seconds or something. Mm. It's... It could be fun. I'm not gonna knock it till I know... till I've tried it, you know. And Jack Rind Radio... it will likely be free, so... (laughs) Jack Rind Radio, I think, is another... I don't. I don't want that as an arena game. I would just love yeah. a, a new Jack Grind Radio. Same. I mean, we're getting it with Bomb Rush. Bomb Rush, but, but. <laughs> I thought you said Bomb Rush. Bum I was like, rush. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Yeah. Um, 
that I'm really pumped for. But we'll see how this plays out. And again, these are apparently both in really early stages. So Crazy Taxi apparently has been worked on for about a year. And they're in the very preliminary rounds of Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, it might not be exactly what we want, but at least they're doing something with the IP finally. Yeah. I think... Konami. <laughs> that reminds me, you got to order the Contra collection on Friday for limited <laughs> run. Um, I think we're going to see that going forward, mm-hmm. uh, that the three-dimensional games are, we're going to see new versions of, mm-hmm. uh, and then the two-dimensional old stuff, we're going to see it farmed out to third-party companies, like they did with Streets of Rage, like they're doing with the uh, Monster World Wonder Boy mm-hmm. stuff, hopefully with think we'll get a new golden axe and altered beast and all that i'd love a new golden axe strider is, is strider owned by sega no nah, strider oh it's capcom. capcom yeah yeah i just got confused because it was a big genesis game yeah so really it's good news i guess it's it's weird news but it's good news yeah potentially and potentially some more set there was some new sega stuff coming to the switch online service and Game Boy Advance uh, coming to Switch Online. And Is that Sega, all under the premium tier? Do I have to pay more for those as well? Probably. No, it's all one tier, isn't it? No, by default you get the SNES and NES, and then oh, if yeah, you, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, go yeah. up one tier you get N64 and Genesis. Yeah, yeah, it's all in the premium tier. Ugh. Um, but uh, there's, there's Game Boy Advance apparently coming, and there's quite a few Saga games on the Game Boy Advance, so maybe we'll see some Saga properties there too. Mm. But the more uh, Saga stuff comes out, the more uh, revenue can be generated to do other projects. <clears throat> and hopefully get a Dreamcast 2. <laughs> All right. Would you actually want a Dreamcast 2? <laughs> I would love if Sega came back into the console business. I don't even care if they like push Sony out. <laughs> I don't know if I want Dreamcast 2. Oh. We kind of. <laughs> I just love Sega's inventive IP, but maybe we can't get back there. I don't know. I don't think we can. Um, but we we kind of we did get Dreamcast 2. Hmm. When you look at the... Once Sega went... We're really off topic here, but I'm loving (laughs) the Sega talk. Um, When Sega hopped out of the console market, and you look at the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the GameCube, GameCube, they really put a lot of stuff on those. Yeah, all stuff that probably would have been on the Dreamcast had it lived, I assume, most of it. Yeah, there was a lot of um, ports. Uh, So they worked with Acclaim to put some stuff on... uh, the PS2 and the GameCube, like the Crazy Taxi games, Echo the Dolphin, uh, 18-wheeler. Hmm. Um, and then they had a bunch of IPs that would have been on the Dreamcast go to the Xbox. And then they put a lot of Sonic stuff on the GameCube, a lot of random stuff on the PS2. All the yeah, the Sega sports titles were on across all three. Hmm. Sega actually released the final GameCube game. It was that college basketball game, uh, <laughs> 2K3. Uh, 2K5, excuse me, 2K5 for the GameCube. So, and it's, I'm trying to get all the Saga games for the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, and it is fucking expensive <laughs> for a shitty sports game. And it's probably the shittiest version of that game, too, because the Xbox and PS2 versions are probably better. Mm. I get NHL 2K3 on the weekend. Nice. That was, that was a good find for me. <laughs> um, yeah, we should do a whole Saga episode. After this, maybe about Sega stuff. memories, yeah, or state of Sega. 
There's <laughs> something like. Do you ever watch RGT85 no. on YouTube? He did a really. He's. It's a 20 minute video of how he can fix Saga single handedly by himself, <laughs> and it's. It's very interesting. He has some good ideas in it, <laughs> and he puts it into like short term, medium, and long term planning. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. We should. Get, we should. Uh, I'll put a link in the description, maybe. Okay. If I remember to. So. This episode begins with uh, Wong being chased by the goons from last episode. It's, yeah, the, the pre-credit sequence is all reused from the previous episode. And he uh, hops on Joy's bike. She's like, who's chasing you? He says the Yellowheads. Um, every time I hear Yellowheads, I think it's racist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's either a racist or it's a skin blemish. <laughs> Blackheads, Yellowheads. <laughs> oh, um, there's a I don't want to say techno, but like electronic version of the Shenmue theme mm, playing, which and we've heard before. I think we the Shenmue theme we've heard before a few different versions. Mm. But Matt brought up a good point. Has there been any other actual music from the games in the show? Not that I've noticed. Anyti- I, anytime I recognize a theme, I think it's this one. I think that's the only one they've used. We definitely didn't get the convenience store theme. Bastards. <laughs> didn't even get the convenience store. <laughs> R.I.P. Tomato. <laughs> and Mario's Pizza. <laughs> what's the Mario Pizza's? Bob's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Is it Bob's Pizza? Yeah. It's Bob's Pizza. There's no way it's Mario's. No, the guy's name is Mario. Is it? I'm pretty sure. The guy behind the counter is Mario, I think. Mario's son. I don't know. Maybe. Let's No, we need to Google this. <laughs> Keep talking while I Google. Uh, I'm just filling dead air here. Well, that's typing. Uh, this episode is... Bob's Pizzeria. Bob's Pizzeria. It's run by Mario <laughs> Griani. All right. And what's the theme? Da 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 pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright. Um This show isn't over yet. There could be a franchise of Bob's Pizza in Guilin or wherever we go next. <laughs> it's on the top of the Yellowhead building. You just yeah, there's one up there and there's one that opens up in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> well well her dad needed food from someone. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't bringing it to him. Uh so Wong explains to uh, Joy that the Yellowheads know everything. They've been tailing Ren and thus tailing Rio as well. Um, and we cut back to Ren and Rio in the Yellowhead building being chased by Dunyu. And he's like, <laughs> he says he wants to celebrate the reunion with a head bashing. All right. <laughs> Seems a little, a little violent. Mm-hmm. But you, get, you love that cacophonous sound of two heads bashing <laughs> together like a uh, coconut. <laughs> it's good at, good at parties <laughs> it's good at <laughs> you never went to a, a house party and you just grabbed two, two random guys heads and smashed them okay, together <laughs> I have a story this okay so went camping so you have okay <laughs> no this is hilarious this is one of those one of these times where a bunch of things happen at the exact same moment mm-hmm. so we were camping down New River Beach it was my now wife, so girlfriend at the time, um, my friend Jason and Melissa, my friends Peter and Jocelyn, and our friend Ryan. Mm-hmm. 
So, we had two adjacent campsites, literally 20 feet apart. I get up, I'm like, I'm gonna go get another beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get a beer out of my cooler, and I turn around. And all of this happens at the same time. So my friend Peter went to take a pee in the woods, and he tripped over a tree root. <laughs> And he fell. Mm -hmm. But as he fell, there was a little portable barbecue that he tried to catch himself on, which isn't attached to anything. (laughs) And he he falls, hits the picnic table, turns, pulls the barbecue off, and it smashes him in the face. Oh. And his dick's out. (laughs) No, his dick is not out yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Not yet. Okay. So... Our friend Jason is screaming, laughing at him because he sees this. Peter's now wife, Jocelyn, was like, Peter, what the hell are you doing? But also, at the exact same moment, our friend Ryan went to pretend to hug my wife and Jason's wife, Melissa, and, like, conked their heads together because he was hilariously drunk and thought it was funny. (laughs) And I just turned around and all of this is happening at once. And I'm like upset that he conked my wife's head together with another girl, but Peter's just lying in this ditch of the barbecue on his face. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh... Interesting sense. It was, like, but it was all in my mind, it's just one one thing happening all at once. <laughs> Everything went to shit all at once. <laughs> it did. At least you got out unscathed. Yeah, I was getting a beer out of the cooler. <laughs> Your beer randomly explodes in hand. <laughs> at least I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like the one from The Simpsons? Yeah. (laughs) With a paint shaker? Alright, so um, Wong is, realizes he needs to help Rio and Ren. Uh, Joy tells him to let it go, because they can't beat the Yellowheads. But Wong wants to change. He feels like his life has been on the right track ever since he stole Rio's bag. (laughs) He's he's tired of being a scummy dirtbag. He Scummy poor dirtbag. <laughs> he doesn't like being an orphan. <laughs> I mean, it's his fault. He can just get some parents. Jeez. Uh, it's terrible. No. Just find some parents. <laughs> <laughs> the Shenmue Amity podcast is not condone <laughs> Abusing orphans emotionally. <laughs> Physically, he's fine emotionally. <laughs> um, but... Uh, He thinks Rio has changed him, so he tells Joy he's going to go help them with or without her. And he runs off, and then Joy has, like, a a moment where she's thinking, like, I need to help Wong, I need to help them, because I need to help Wong. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has a bunch of flashbacks. Yeah, she has some flashbacks about initially meeting Rio and helping him throughout uh, the various times. So, the... These are like ragtag people that he has run into. Joy, Wong, um, Ren. They're all like, none of them have their lives together, it mm. seems. But Rio's been a positive influence on all of them. Mm-hmm. And they've been kind of a positive influence on each other a little bit, too. I mean, he. I'm just trying to think, what has Rio done? Like, I'm, we're just inserting like everything we know about Rio from the game, but I'm not, I'm thinking like in this show, what has he done to like inspire or change these people? He's just he just reacts to what happens to him. He's like, oh, that happened. All right, I'm off on my quest, and like they, they, I don't know. Is there any specific instances that they know of that could feasibly have changed their hearts? Of things that he's done, I can't really think of anything. I like, guess his cause is good, and maybe that is why revenge. But he, <laughs> they, he's not out for revenge. He <laughs> wants to know why, and I think that might be why they are avoiding using the word revenge, is because it makes his 
quests seem more noble. Mm. That makes sense. I just think that all the character growth and development and um, anything like that that Ryo has had has been with Zhu Ying and Fang Mei. They're the only ones who were around to, to witness it. And all the people that he learned the four would do from. And Ren, or, yeah, Ren and Joy and Wong were completely separate from that. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody remind me what he did to inspire these people. <laughs> or maybe they just feel bad for him. <laughs> maybe. It's a, maybe it's their... I pity you, and that changed my heart. <laughs> Pretty much. I think, I think that's what it is. Um, so... What does this... What did I write here? Uh, I can't even read. So, Dunyu... It cuts back to Dunyu chasing um, Rio and Ren through the Yellowhead building. He thought uh, he oh, them. planks. So, right. they... We eventually get to the, the planks. They run across. Ren goes first, then Rio, and then Ren kicks it off. One thing I did not like is the overdramatic, almost Dunyu falling down the hole on one foot. Whoa! That went on too long. A little bit cartoony. Yeah, very cartoony. Um, he sells. He yells, "You bastards! Fight me like men!" And they're just like, "Nope, nope, <laughs> peace, buddy." Um, Joy has a um, flashback. I think it was the one we just talked about. Oh. And uh, she tells... She goes and picks up Wong. Uh, tells him to get on. Uh, we do see the thugs here that were chasing him. And one of them steals a bicycle mm. to chase Joy on a motorcycle. Yeah. Which is a little bit of comic relief in this I don't know uh, what thought was going to happen. <laughs> cuts back to Rio and Ren run up a flight of stairs. And they run into Yuan. And he has a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. He. I got it right. got it. Uh, they avoid the chainsaw, run away from her. Him. Fuck. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I did. That was not on purpose. That was not on purpose. Um, they run away from him. Uh, we get a very cheesy two thugs running at Ren and Rio. They, like, one, two, they say something, and they do a double jump kick at the same time. It's very cheesy. Did that happen in the game? Them hitting, them stepping on people's faces in tandem? I felt familiar. It did. Uh, then we have the part where Yuan's still chasing them. Rio like kicks the. There's like a work site thing, so, and some supplies fall over and like mm. cause them a dust up or whatever. Is that where they give each other the the high five kind of? Or they yes. Um, clap their hands together. It cuts back to Wong and Joy. They're discussing how they're going to get into the Yellowhead building. Uh, Joy tells Wong to pretend that he's her little brother mm-hmm. and that he. They get, they get in saying that she's Chun's daughter uh, from the white tie. Um, Which is all stuff we've learned recently about her. Yes. We knew before. Uh, so in this version of Shenmue, she gets herself kidnapped. <laughs> yes. On purpose. <laughs> Almost. Well, she plans to get into the building. She still does get kidnapped inside the building. Yeah. In the Yellowhead building. So they essentially trick the guy to let them in. Um, saying, like... You know, I'm important, or I'm someone's important daughter. Uh, the white tie ran ten years ago. Ran the gambling syn- syndicate in Hong Kong. Uh, Do Niu and his goons used to do the dirty deeds, dirt cheap. Obviously, that's the pr- that price has to be dirt cheap mm-hmm. uh, for the white ties. Then it says the Yellowhead sold them out. It, they don't imply who the Yellowhead sold out. This was a little confusing, or who they sold them out to. Yeah. Yeah. It just 
poor, maybe poor translation, maybe poor writing, who knows. Or it's just not important. Yeah. <laughs> this is all extra story that we never got yeah, in the first you, place. Yeah, you're right. Um, you hear over the radio that they have Joy, and Yuan and Du Nu hear it. Du Nu does not seem concerned about it. He's just like... Um, Later. Yeah, L- have the goons take them to the take her to the basement, mm-hmm. lock her up in the cage or whatever they call it. Uh, so it cuts to those goons, the guy in the blue with the gray hair, mm-hmm. going and like, you need to come with us. Wong escapes through vents. Vents. He's crawling through the vents like uh, he becomes Newt <laughs> from Aliens. <sighs> I've seen Alien. Oh. <laughs> Aliens is just as good in a different way. Um, so they tell Joy to go with them, and Joy's not having it. She's like, nah, he went. She has moves. We've never seen her do moves before. Yeah, she does fight she, one of them, doesn't she? she? Well, she, like, arm locks a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like, goes for her, and she's like, Wah-ch-ch. Matt did a move there. We're, we're on an audio podcast. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody knows what that looks like. Uh, then Baihu shows up. And he's like, he gives you like one warning. I don't want to hurt you. And then he does. <laughs> yeah, he just does the old uh, Austin Powers judo chop. Judo chop. And uh, she goes down like a ton of bricks. Wong sees at the vent. He's on a little belly crawling mission through here. The logistics of him going in the vent and finding anything that like related to what he's looking for in any amount of time that would be useful is just ridiculous <laughs> with the amount of floors and the amount of square foot area there is in those buildings like and the speed at which you have to crawl around in vents like it would it would never work but whatever suspension of disbelief <laughs> so he finds a room with Yuan Deju in it and then I didn't know Yuan De Zhu was in a wheelchair. Was he in a wheelchair in the game? Yeah, I don't think he walks. Hmm. I know. Um, I know he's usually sitting, but I can't remember. Couldn't remember if he was in a wheelchair. Uh, they hear that Yuan is coming back, so Wong hops back up in the vent, and some there's some rats in the vent. So he kills the rats with the lighter. He doesn't kill the rats. <laughs> they all, all of them except for one just fall down, no, he's and they don't move. Them. I know, but. They all fall down onto Yuan, and they they remain unmoving, and most of them have their eyes closed. But then their eyes open when Yuan... Yuan becomes unhinged. Oh, okay. Uh, He is definitely scared of the rats. Mm -hmm. They're dirty. Has a phobia. Because Yuan is a bit of a... Germaphobe. um, Germaphobe. And, uh... But but he lives in those buildings. (laughs) He is losing his mind Mm -hmm. that the rats are on them, and he literally bursts out of the room... And like jumps onto one of the goons, mm-hmm. and it was just literally raving that there's rats, and and he, he goes chew chew, and but so I was like, oh, does chew mean rat? And I was like, is that, and that's why it's called Choo Choo Rocket. Um, and then later he says Nezu, which is which I was like, oh yeah, that means rat. So what's chew mean? I got to look it up. You keep talking. <laughs> Mario Griani is the shop runner at Bob's Pizza. Why is it Bob's Pizza if it's if his name is Mario? 
I'm just saying, if you were to uh, name it Mario's Pizza or Bob's Pizza, one of those sounds way more authentic. Okay, so chew just means squeak. So he was saying, squeak, squeak, rats, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um, like, uh, he, like people wouldn't know what he was talking about unless he made the sound. <laughs> It's like when you ask someone for the time and you look at your own wrist. Yeah, you or, know, you know, wrists, time. Can I borrow your stapler? And you're, you're, <laughs> Squeeze you're, your you're, fingers. You're squeezing please. your hand shut. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, Japanese onomatopoeia for animals is interesting. The uh, like the chew, and then do you know what they what what noise they make for frogs in Japan? You know, we go ribbit. Do you know what they do? No. They go ghetto ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> That's their frog sound. Um, there's something I want to talk about at the end here that you uh, we missed last episode. Okay. Um, we talked about it after, you know, but uh, it didn't make it onto the show. Um, so Rio and Ren find Joy in the basement, and Baihu shows up. Baihu doesn't... He knows Rio is the person that's in charge, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baihu fight is, I think, my favorite fight in the two games. I really, really enjoy it. Um, it isn't necessarily the hardest fight. The hardest one, I believe, is uh, the ones to uh, unlock the duck race or the fight against Izumi. Jai in the arcade mm-hmm. in the first game. Yeah. But those ones, you kind of get spammy in them. With the one in the arcade, you're doing that ground sweep move or whatever it is over and over. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the best technique. And the ones with um, Izumi and Eileen, it's just kind of running away and then attacking when they attack you. Mm-hmm. But the one with Baihu is just like playing... It's like playing a game of Virtual Fighter. It's like Akira versus uh, Lao. Yeah. it's That's what it is. And it takes place within an arena, which makes it seem more like a fighting game, which this fight did not. It took place outside of the arena. Yeah, the cage that Joy <laughs> was in is like the size of... Like Closet. The, yeah, it wasn't very big at all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... What I was expecting, but no cage match. Baihu is about to attack, or he's approaching Rio, and Rio has a flashback about the four Wudoo, and they have a very, very brief, like five move fight. Mm-hmm. Baihu throws a couple punches at Rio. Rio throws a couple at him, and then and he kicks him in the neck. <laughs> yeah, he kicks him in the neck, and it's over. Judo kick. Um, it, it, it that fight should have been better. Yeah. It should have been better. Yeah. Then we cut to a scene of Wong very, very quickly pushing you onto you in a wheelchair towards <laughs> an elevator. And some bad guys show up. Oh, and that, that earlier that bad guy in the bicycle showed up and he discovered that uh, his goons had a car the whole time. So he got angry. Yes. But now he's in the building and he tries to confront Wong and Yuan Dezhu. Yuan Dezhu has a cane. So Yuan Dezhu must be able to walk because he has a cane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Wong's like, uh, and the guy's just like, not full tilt ahead. And he literally jousts this goon yeah. with the cane and like flips him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so- sure if the physics of that work or not. I think that guy's probably heavier than Yuan Dezhu and the wheelchair and the kid combined. <laughs> but momentum, <laughs> I guess they both. But the guy had momentum too. He was running forward. Well, you're stupid. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they continued in the hallway. And it's kind of com- half computer animated that scene almost. Yeah, uh, it's odd when they use odd when like where they decide to use three D animation. Uh, then Don Yu comes out of the elevator, and 
we assume they get caught again. Yeah, we, there's no finality to that, but in the game, they're on the roof, with, and he's holding Wong over the edge of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuan tries, it cuts back to Rio and Ren uh, going through the building again, because they're trying with to joy, find... With joy this time. With joy this time, trying to find... Yuan Deju and Wong, and they run into Yuan again, and Yuan is totally out of her, out of his mind. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. This is the last time you'll have to screw that up. <laughs> I don't, like, it's just so long in the game. I've played the game for so many years, and my mind just will not correct that. <laughs> um, but uh, she, like, he. Fuck it. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he. My God, my brain. <laughs> He just tries to like stab Ren right away, mm-hmm. and his eyes are all like they have bags under them, mm-hmm. and not having j- a good day. He just looks like shit. Yeah, and uh, Ren does an awesome kick I've never seen him do in in the game, and he like holds it for a long time, like all styling on Yuan. <laughs> Yuan ends up in the elevator, just like the game handcuffed to the railing in the elevator and you were like do the garbage thing do the garbage thing and then they did it yeah they did it <laughs> they ask him where Yuan Deju and Wong are being handed over to well not necessarily Wong being handed over but Yuan Deju being handed over to Landi uh, Wong's being handed over a ledge <laughs> <laughs> he's being handed over directly to gravity <laughs> Uh, Yuan Deju, or Yuan, excuse me, does not want to tell them. But again, the germaphobe thing comes back, and Ren wheels over his garbage can. Yuan folds like a cheap lawn chair, tells everything. Then, Why is there just garbage everywhere in this building? Then, uh, Ren boots the garbage can into the elevator and sends it down. Mm-hmm. And that is the last we see of Yuan. In the game, like, that, there's nothing after that, is there? No, I don't think so. And they make... He died. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if no one's trying get him out of the elevator, he would have just shit and pissed himself to death. <laughs> in all that garbage, it would have just made it worse. Yep. Uh, they take the elevator up to the top floor. They burst out... They find some stairs, burst out onto the roof, and we see Landy hanging from the chopper. They lock eyes. The end for now. Till next Rio week. Rio says, Landy... Lante. And then we get that happy music credits. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Um, really like this episode. Yeah. I'm amazed loose, at loose how... fast again, but... I'm amazed how they, how much they've cut out of Kowloon. Mm-hmm. It's like Kowloon is one building. Yeah. Pretty much. But again, they also add some stuff, too. Yeah. We are getting, or we've gotten, I should say, a lot more background into Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit into Wong and a little bit into Ren. I feel like Ren was underdeveloped. He's just he just appeared kinda and was immediately teamed up with, and they were like best buds right away almost. And then he just was Rio's sidekick. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're there was right. that one extra scene they added with him and Joy, which was nice, but that came after he had already been around for a little bit. They, the game really introduces him as a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, we didn't get that in, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really establish his reputation that good, I don't think, in the show. No. That well. And maybe it's because he they plan on him being that minor character in the Shenmue 3 portion of this story. Mm. Uh, because this has been renewed for season 2. Hooray. Just, no, that's, again, me oh. just pulling your leg. Dang it. Um, but, uh... 
yeah, we'll see where they go. Um, this ends with the helicopter. So in that trailer, they're fighting on that roof. So I don't know where episode 13 is going to go. We have not watched the trailer for it. Is there a trailer? There is. Okay. Do you want to watch it? Is it like five seconds? <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't watched. The only one trailer I've watched was, I think, for the one for episode one and for episode two. Episode 13 trailer? Yeah. 30 seconds. On the season finale of Shenmue, the animation. Yeah, he's off the elevator, or, uh, helicopter. Rio's eyes are literally, literally seeing red. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. So we meet again, Hazuki boy. <laughs> Hazuki boy. Next Saturday at midnight. I see you have improved somewhat. Yeah, it's just Lonti is easily kicking his ass. As expected. <laughs> yeah. Um but that that's kinda neat, I guess. They get to have a confrontation that they didn't have in the game. I mean it's gonna be predictable. Wouldn't you love it if they like mixed it up and allowed Rio to hit him once? Just to show his progress. I think they will. You think Rio's gonna get a hit in? I think I Rio's gonna hit him. I don't think so. Some Le- Long D is gonna feel some impact in this. Lon- Something. Long D's like Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid. No one ever touched him. <laughs> it's been so long since I watched that <laughs> He was in four movies. Nobody laid a hand on him. Technically, one person hit him with a stick. That's the only time he got hurt. Not even hurt. That's the only time he ha- he was struck in the entire quadrilogy. <laughs> He's Landi and Mr. Miyagi are uh, masters on the same level. Crossover episode. <laughs> um, so that's it for this episode of the show. Um, and, and I should add, I don't like that, by the way. I don't like people being so far beyond somebody else that nobody can can even give them a challenge. I like... I just hit Matt. <laughs> he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> I guess people on that level do exist. <laughs> uh, so that's it for this episode of the animation. Now some cool things have happened in the Shenmue world. They are doing another promotion in Yokosuka uh, for the Sacred Spot map. There's a new version of it based on the anime. Um, Which I guess has a few different locations possibly there's some postcards instead of coasters that they're going to be giving out there's also like these silk bags that are made of the material they used to make like the jupiter's jackets jackets Mm. um yeah like a silky thing and they're embroidered with like the logo of the phoenix mirror and the dragon mirror what comes in the bags i think you're supposed to put the postcards in the bags maybe There's like a pamphlet or leaflet or something, too, they're giving out. Um, So I'm going to do my best to try to make it happen that I can get these somehow. I don't know who's... Who got them for you last time? Uh, We got them from Switch from Phantom Riverstone, I think. I think. I don't know. Hook Andrew up. Someone, please, begging you. (laughs) Uh, The collector inside me needs these. (laughs) I'll pay. I will pay. Um... So that's happening. That's awesome. I got an email from Limited Run Games that the Mega Collection Super Bundle is going to be shipping soon. Ray Of the collector's edition of the game with all that stuff in it. And then I ordered the big... It, the thing I ordered came with a big set of records, and it came with... I also ordered the little CD version of it as well. So all that is coming. Um, and 
<laughs> you getting that mouse pad out just totally threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> I just found a mouse pad that I forgot I had. <laughs> um, and something else Shenmue related. No, it's not Shenmue related, but watching it, I'm like, oh my god, that's the Hazuki Dojo. Did you watch any of Old Enough yet? Just the first one. So Old Enough is this really weird niche show on Netflix. I heard them talking about it on CBC today. (laughs) And what it is, is it's set in Japan. It's a reality TV show where they send a Japanese toddler out to do, like... Errands. Errands. And a film crew follows them. Mm -hmm. So the first episode, they have this two-and-a-half-year-old go to the grocery store and they have to cross a highway in it. But the second episode is this family that own, um, like, man trees where that grow mandarin oranges. And they send this, like, four-year-old kid back to the house to make some orange juice out of this mandarin oranges for the people that are working. And the kid goes home, and the entryway to the house is literally the entryway to Rio's house in Shenmue 1. Hmm. It's incredible. They have, like, the thing for the shoes. There's the umbrellas. There's the step up. Like, it's insane how accurate it looks. Um, The kid just starts, like, drawing or something and gets sidetracked about... Fails his mission. And then lies. His mom calls the house and he lies about making the orange juice. Oh, yeah, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll be right down with that orange juice, Mom. (laughs) And he frantically starts making orange juice. And uh, And makes a mess. But, yeah, that show is hilarious. The first episode's only, I think, seven minutes long. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The kid had to go get, uh, like, sausage and flowers for his grandmother's shrine, which is... Yeah, there's just shrine There's in the a house shrine too. in the house like the Hazuki one and uh and also curry and he buys two of those things and then he starts like waddling back and then he's like I forgot the curry and he has to <laughs> go back and get the curry his mom made him a little flag so he could cross the highway yeah and he's got squeaky shoes on so <laughs> yeah. it's just ridiculous he's got a little thermos that he keeps his money in <laughs> it's hilarious this show yeah um but it's child abuse two and a half years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah go go do my errands for me uh this camera crew might keep you safe who Maybe. knows uh, but <laughs> they're going to let you do the highway. That's all you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was episode 12 of Shenmue the Animation. Uh, we're at the finale. We're, I'm really excited to watch this. And uh, I don't know where our podcast is going to go after this. Because we've been doing it weekly for a bit. Mm. Uh, the podcast is now free for us to do. We're not paying for it anymore Hooray. to be hosted. So it doesn't really... It's easier to keep it going, <laughs> so we can do episodes here and there. We'll figure it out. Um, Matt's playing through. Did you finish it to get your trophies? Oh, the original? Yeah, because you hadn't beat it yet, have you? No, no. I I still haven't. <laughs> so maybe we'll talk about Matt's playthrough. Who knows? I think um, we talked about the remake already, but I don't know. I don't know what else I can add. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll come... I don't know. We'll figure out some episodes. Um, But very excited to see how the finale ends, and then hopefully it ends with them announcing a season two. Mm -hmm. It's trending on Twitter every time, or trending on Elon Musk's... uh, (laughs) Personal blog. Personal whatever thing now. Message board. Yeah. Um, But we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm hoping it... I don't know. We know where the story ends, or we think we know where that story ends, so we'll see where it goes. Mm. Maybe they'll get some more backstory into Shenmue's, Shenmue, Shenhua's dad. Yeah. And 
It, that, that next episode is definitely starting out with the prophecy or ending with it or both. <laughs> it's gonna appear 100%. <laughs> 200%. It's appearing twice. Uh, so you can find us on social media at Shenmue Amp2 Pod on Twitter, Shenmue Amp2 Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we did get an email about potentially doing a collaborative episode oh, yeah? with another podcast that is reviewing the show. So maybe we'll look into that. Who knows? Cool. Um, they have someone that on their show that has not played the game but is watching the podcast. So Watching the show? Watching the show, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. What I say. So maybe we can chat about that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. We have a page and a group. We're on the dojo. That's where we post all the new episodes, so share your thoughts there. And uh, we don't really have a sponsor this week, but the Shenmue AM2 podcast does stand with the janitorial union of the Yellowhead building. Yeah, they've been on strike since 1982. I mean, nobody's been picking up the trash, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta support them. Like, they're not treated well in the Yellowhead building. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a safe work environment. It's filthy. It's dangerous. There's goons. <laughs> they uh, stepped off the job and we support them. Yep. So, uh, yeah. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>